You are now listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. That's right, you are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. How you doing? You know I always want to know how you doing. I hope you're doing great out there. And today is an interesting episode. So, before we get started, we're not going to talk about COVID-19 trying to make a reason. We're not going to talk about today. Well, we might talk a little bit about today. About today being the first day, finally, opening day. Yesterday, actually, was the opening day of baseball season. Now, they say baseball is dying. I don't know about that. We're not talking about the crazy war that's going on in Ukraine, the the Russian invasion. We're not talking about Biden changing, you know, the ghost gun laws. The ghost gun laws. The plastic guns. We're not talking about none of that today. This is not an update episode where I normally would touch on a variety of topics. No, 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 no. If you saw in the title, as I'm sure you did, and shout out to all my collectors out there, all my my, my investors out there, all of my enthusiasts out there. We're talking about sports cards, collectibles, um, non-sports cards. We're talking about PSA, BGS, SGC, GMA, KSA. We're talking about all things collectible. Now, for those of you that don't know, I own and operate several businesses, one of which is I buy, collect, trade, and sell all types of stuff. But definitely sports cards, memorabilia, signed jerseys, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Black Clover, you know, um, all the cards. Also, comic books, CGC, comic books. There's a lot going on right now, which is why I wanted to talk on, you know, touch on this topic because it's, it's white hot. Not red hot, but white hot. It's, it's, it's so unblazed. Like, it's crazy. So, if you're not interested in this, I understand. Go to one of the many other episodes. I believe I just hit a hundred episodes. One hundred episodes. One hundred episodes. In under two years. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that's listening. Send out your congratulations. I, I'd really appreciate that. You could reach me anytime about anything at Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Don't worry about memorizing it. You can just go to the show notes. Show notes, you can find a wealth of information. I'm laughing because I always say I'm going to put the links to things that I talk about, you know, where I got my research from and where you can find more information. I forget sometimes. I forget a lot of times. I'm not going to try. I'm going to try not to forget today. Like there's some general show notes. You can always find, you know, how to support the show, the way to contribute financially to the show, and also my email. That's always in the show. 
However, certain links are not always there. Not always there. And I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do better in 2022 for me and for you. While I'm on that, please support the show. Please support the show. Share this. Help the show grow. If you'd like to make spin your podcast, help me out. Help me out. Make the show grow. Because you know I'm about that edutainment. I'm not doing fluff. I'm not talking gossip. I'm not talking nonsense. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you want to do, do it. Very popular shows out there. Do that. Think of me more like the combination of Britannica Encyclopedias, the Dictionary, Howard Stern-ish, kind of, Joe Rogan, for sure, and any intellectual, intelligent person. In an entertaining fashion, you get edutainment. You get educated and entertained here. Think about me, uh, you know, and add to that list, Rush Limbaugh, even though he was really political, but... I'll have a lot of guests, and if you want to be a guest, if you know a good qualified guest, and I'm, I'm, my qualifications, you know, as long as you're cool, it's not going to trip, that's all I really care about. You know, if you want to chime in on the subject, let's do it. If you think somebody be a good guest, let them know. Holler at me. To have them reach out. Okay? I haven't blown up yet. When I say blown up, like, I'm not doing hundreds of thousands of downloads a week. I'm not. Not yet. Not yet. But I think I have, you know, I have good content that people can learn from. People can laugh, maybe even be angered if you have an opposing opinion, because this is the Mike's Opinions podcast. And I, you know, logic is off the chain. Logic is let off the leash here. It's logic unleashed. I am a logical thinker. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. But please support the show if you can. A dollar, two dollar, five dollars. Check out my GoFundMe. I do need new equipment. So there's a GoFundMe link in the show notes uh, as well. PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. If you are rich, if you are well-to-do, if you are what's called a baller, and you want to send me a box of cash, you don't. You can introduce yourself. That'd be great. But just shoot me an email saying, Mike, what's your mailing address? I want to send you a, a, a gift. I want to send you a box of cash. I want you to send you a pair of socks. You know, whatever. And I will I will send you my mailing address. And maybe make a new friend. Who knows? More importantly, or equally as important, like, share, comment, subscribe, follow. I'd really greatly appreciate that. Like, like greatly because until you get on this side of it, you don't realize just how important that shit is. Like it is very important. Every like, comment, share, follow, subscription. It's, it's, it's crucial. So I'm asking you, help me grow, please. Check out the, um, episode called do it, do it, do it. You'll get more information on that. But today, collector's universe, which is a thing, by the way. There's a place called the Collector's Universe. I wanted to touch on this today because, first of all, I'm in the game. And I may put a link to some of my collectibles in the show notes as well if you want to buy some, if you might be interested. But I got lots of PSA 10s, 
BGS 10s. I got stuff that's pop ones, pop five. And those, that's jargon. If you in the game, you know what that's talking about. But pop stands for population. Like there's only one of those out there or there's only one, five of those out there, you know, that have been certified or graded. And I'm always on the hunt for new stuff. So if your grandmother or grandfather, great grandfather, they're senile or unfortunately, maybe they passed, right? And that's, that's a serious thing. But maybe, you know, you're liquidating their estate and you've come across all of these baseball cards, football cards, and you want somebody to buy them and care for them properly. Reach out to me. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Let me know. Let me know. I'll be more than happy to be the custodian of that. I can, you can just give them to me. I can buy them from you. I can sell them for you. Maybe on a consignment situation, depending on what you have. But, um, I'm always interested. Plus, I am a collector myself. Like I said, I, I collect and, um, adding to my collection, hopefully to pass down or with the intention is of passing them down to my son, my daughter, my grandkids. And, you know, maybe they'll find value in them and, and find interest in them like I do. And maybe they'll just, I don't know, sell them. I don't know. Who knows? But they'll be theirs to do with what they want to do. But let me tell you, there are some awesome collectibles out there. Awesome. From the highly sought after Hognes Wagner card from back in the day. It looks plain, but it's highly sought after. To today's productions, the X-Fractors, the, 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 the Chromes. Oh man, it's, yo, listen, listen. The, the productions, the things they're doing with these cards these days are bananas. Are bananas. Comics haven't quite caught up. I mean, comics is, are great, but you don't see no holographic, not many holographic covers, right? Now, if you want to dig a little deeper, go, a little higher, you go into the metaverse and the NFTs. Okay. I've done one or two episodes on, on, um, the collectible sports NFTs like NBA top shot and NFL all day, which I've got a bunch of those, um, that I've collected as well. I've got packs that may have rares or legendaries in them that I haven't even opened yet. Like I've been collecting packs. I need to open those packs. But I'm just, I'm just sitting on them right now, like surprised and see, see what's in them. But there's a whole world out there. Now, if you want to know how serious this world is, recent comic books have sold for three and a half million dollars. Okay. You hear what I said? A Pokemon card just recently sold for $900,000. Hmm? It's dubbed the Pocket Monsters Japanese Promo Illustrator Holographic Pikachu card. Sold by Auction House Golden and in February 2022, a couple months ago, almost a million dollars for a little standard size holographic Pokemon card. Yeah. 
Another Charizard card uh, went for $420,000. Now, listen, I am trying to tell you, you can get rich doing this. Is it likely? Eh. It's like saying you can get rich playing the lottery. It's a true statement. You can. Will you? I don't know. You can just be lucky. Like, I've read some articles, you know, first-time lottery player hits the jackpot for millions of dollars. Then, I've read this couple of guys a few years ago, been playing the lottery for 20-plus years, I think 25 years, finally hit the lottery. So, you just don't know. I can tell you this, though. You got to be in it to win it. Okay, you can't win if you don't play. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Scared money don't make money. That's these are all sayings, right? Gamblers say all the time. People that are risk takers, the chance takers. But life is a risk, right? And once you realize that, now as long as you're not spending the baby shoe money, the rent money, the mortgage money, the car payment money, you know what I'm saying? You money for utilities, you got a little nest egg saved, and you're you're spending disposable income. No matter how close to the edge you get with that. But if you're spending disposable income, then you're all right. You are all right. So these sports cards, I mentioned Hogness Wagner, one of the top in the game. Hogness Wagner card, I believe, still holds the crown. Sold for $6.6 million. Listen, understand, there are people with very deep pockets that are into all kinds of shit, whether it's sports cards, art. Cards, I mean, uh, cars, you know, vehicles. It doesn't matter. Speaking back to Pokemon, there's a Oreo cookie, the Mew Oreo cookie. And I've seen it sell for $10. One Oreo cookie. It was in a special Pokemon Oreo cookie pack. And I've seen it sell for thousands of dollars. A cookie. One Oreo cookie. Yes. Yes, this for me is is fun. Like right now, I'm I'm looking at I have a desk full of cards, right? A desk full of cards, and I've got them in in the little plastic sleeves, and then I've got them in top loaders. You know, I've got a bunch of graded stuff here, a bunch of what they call slabs. Hmm, slabs is another terminology, but this is a really fun hobby for me. You can literally go to a drugstore. And you know the drugstores. I'm not sponsored. So I'm not saying anybody's name. I've already said Pokemon and PSA. And I'm going to get to those grading companies in a minute. because, And you can buy a, a pack. Or you could buy a box. And you may come away with something spectacular. That may be instantly valuable or may be 
a contributor to some level of generational wealth if you keep it, preserve it, and pass it down. And that's just real talk. And it's a way for a layman like you and I. Now, I'm assuming that most of my listeners are probably not silver spooners. Maybe you are. I don't know. I'm not. I was not born rich. I am rich in many other ways except monetarily. Would I like to be? I would. I definitely would. Who wouldn't? I mean, come on. All the benefits of having lots of money are great. Have I had a great life and will I have a great life if I never achieve it? Yes. Yes. Because for me, there's things far more important than money. Health. Family. People that you love that love you back. You know, I just... My daughter, my son, my grandkids, the joy in their faces is priceless to me. Priceless. But would it be nice to have a yacht like Elma J. Flutter on a mansion and a yacht? And maybe a, a private jet or two with a private landing strip and many, you know, multiple residences and to be able to travel and my time be my own and a really, really good family physician? Hmm? Things like that? Absolutely, it would be great. I'm not going to lie about that. It's, it would be great. And in my quest to be an investor, to be a collector, to be a consigner, consigner, or offer consignment services and, and to, to, you know, buy and sell, I mean, it's possible that I may become one of the wealthy. Now, these days, there's the wealthy, and then there's the super ultra wealthy. The ones that Biden's talking about 20% taxing. If you make over $100 million, and he said that's 1% of the 1%. And too many people out there making that kind of money. There are quite a few, but not too many. There are many more just plain old run-of-the-mill millionaires. I got 2 million, 3 million, 10 million, 20 million, you know. But shoot me an email, MikeSpanionShow at gmail.com. What does that, what does money mean to you? You one of those get rich or die trying? Like, that's the only thing that motivates you, that's going to satisfy you and satiate you. Hmm? Or is money like, eh, more like, you know, like it is with me. It would be great to have, but you don't need it to feel complete and have a happy life. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm always interested in other people's opinion as well to know what you think about the situation. So. Another card is Mickey Mantle, 1952 tops, $5.2 million. More recently, a LeBron James, 0304 rookie patch autograph card, $5.2 million. Now, now just, I just want you to think about this. Somebody had this little card, three inches by five inches. 
and it had an autograph of LeBron James and a patch of probably his jersey or his shorts that he wore in a game or that he wore. Somebody paid $5,200,000 to own this card. Now, who do you think it might be? Think it's Jigga? Jay-Z got long pockets. Maybe LeBron bought his own joint. Huh? He got long pockets like that. He could afford to blow five on something like that. <laughs> For me, when, I, when you think about these astounding amounts, you know, I'm happy to sell a card for $500 to $1,000. To win, particularly if I spent considerably less to obtain that card. And my wife is like, sell it. You're not keeping it because I would like to keep like a lot of the stuff that I have. But because of this investment, because I am a business person, I have to do the right thing. But the more money I make, I will become a more avid collector. I can't say I wouldn't drop 5.2 on a LeBron auto patch card rookie joint. I'd have to have more than $100 million, though, to drop 5 on a card like that. That's 5% of my overall net worth. I don't, I'm just on a card. So who's spending that kind of money? They got to have hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Because we all know the big boys are the billionaires. That's a thousand million. So when you got a thousand million at one billion dollars, eh, I got five on that. It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing to have that kind of investment, especially if it's one of the only ones out there. Right? Luka Doncic has raced up. He plays for the Dallas Mavericks, as you know. I'm from New York City, but I live right here in Dallas area right now in Texas. And um, I need to take advantage of that and go down to some of them games, get Luca to sign some shit. That's what I really need to do. Because them autograph joints is joint. Patrick Mahomes joint sold 4.3. That Luca joint that I mentioned, Logo Man autograph joint, 4.6. Mike Trout, baseball dude, 2009 Super Fractor, autograph, 3.9. Wayne Gretzky, hmm? 3.7. My point with all of this, just mentioning this is, this hobby has a massive interest. As a result, some speculate, and I, I tend to agree, as a result of the pandemic, which we are still in, by the way, people were home. And it had a significant impact on the, the the collector's world. Like a huge impact, in fact. Because people don't have nothing else to do. So they started going through their cards. So much so that these grading companies, these card grading companies were overwhelmed. Now, I said I was going to get to the card grading companies, and here I am. There are many, and there are new ones. 
The number one right now is PSA. Hmm? Ever heard of them? No? But PSA has been around for a long, long time. Okay? And right now, without a doubt, still, they dominate the market. Dominate it. There's like no doubt. So, for the most part, you can have a PSA card of any kind. And you can have a card graded by another company. And guess what? The PSA card is going to sell for more. It's going to have more value. Now, PSA stands for Professional Sports Authenticator. There's also BGS, which is Beckett. There's SGC. I dare say those are the top three. Canada has KSA, which is also very well ranked. But now there's there's GMA, there's CSG, there there's these um there's DCS. There's there's a lot popping up, but none of them will get you the value that a PSA card will get because of the pandemic and because of the influx of cards. PSA had to stop accepting cards about a year ago. I want you to think about that for a second. They don't get paid unless they accept cards. They were getting so many cards. They had to shut down. Now, you keep in mind how small these cards are. Right, and how easy it is to mail them, you can see why they were inundated. Now, they used to have where you can submit a card, $10, $5, $20. You can do bulk cards, send in 100 plus cards at a time. Not anymore. You're lucky to get a card in there for 50 bucks. Hmm? I have had. 10 cards at PSA since April 5th, 2021 and have yet to receive them back. Hmm? Yeah. That's what kind of situation they're in. And they're no exception in terms of other card companies, other card grading companies, authentication companies getting overrun. So I understand both sides of it as a collector and a submitter to these companies. I want my card graded quickly, correctly, and returned to me as fast as possible. Hmm? On the other side of that, if you're sitting literally, and these guys are sitting literally on millions of cards. And all of a sudden, you know, you're getting 500% more than you used to daily in the mail. Uh-oh. What you going to do? So they shut down, regrouped, 
raised their prices, invested in some technology, bought a company or two, and have hired people. As of late, PSA is doing twice a week allocations for up to 20 cards at $50 each. And here's the kicker. Here's the real selling point with a guaranteed 90 day or less turnaround. I recently did one of these allocations, which you got to go. You got to, you got to get like, like a line and you hope to get rewarded one of these allocations. First, they did five cards. Then they did a hundred cards. Now it's to 20 cards. But if you get an allocation, you got two weeks to finish your um, submission form online and you got 30 days to get it to them. And I guarantee 90 days or less. They got me 10 cards back in 45 days. I was impressed. And this is from the time they, I mailed them. They accepted them. They graded them and they came back in 45 days, six weeks. Now my other cards are still sitting there because they're not part of that allocation. They were just, you know, submitted regularly. So they haven't caught up on their backlog just yet. Now, please, if you are in this game and you have experience and you want to vent, you want to vibe with me on this, Please reach out on any of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hit me up, email, mikesopinionshow at gmail.com. If you got an inside track, hit me up. <laughs> Let me know. I'm just going to put it out there. Ain't no shame in my game. I want to know. But those 10 cards I got on allocation, all but one came back. No, all but two came back 10s. I was very happy about that because I've learned to scrutinize. I've got equipment. I'm not trying to submit nothing because they're they're, they're ranked on a scale of 1 to 10. So you might see a PSA 3, PSA 4, and depending on the card, the card matters. Because if it's a 1940, you know, baseball card, 1952, you know, Mickey Mantle, it may not be in the best shape. You might get a PSA 4, but because it's it's a 1952 Mickey Mantle, it's going to be worth a significant amount of money. That um, Pokemon card that I just sold, sold for $900,000 was only a PSA 7. And they said there's another one out, at least one more that's out there higher. Because you can look on their site and they can tell you the population report, you know, the, what they call a pop report, you know, how many of these cards are out there, what the grades are for this card. They graded it so they know how many they had. A lot of dynamics, a lot of factors, a lot of, lot of um, angles to work with this. But for sports cards and a lot, if the PSA 10 is what you want, you want that gem mint card. And PSA has a high, you know, a reputation for, for, <laughs> depends on who you talk to, but for the most part, for scrutinizing cards, great. The surface of the card, the corners, or, you know, are there the edges? The, 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 any, the, the color, how does it pop? Does it look good? You know, so to get that 10, you like, yeah. And if you're selling, you doing good if you got the 10. Now, these latest cards, the more recent cards, the more modern cards, you might have so many variations of the card 
And you might have a PSA uh, 10 of the regular card or even a BGS, the Beckett grading service. But, you know, you might need the popcorn refractor, the purple chrome, you know, refractor, um, the Astro, the Chinese New Year. You know, they've got all these variations of one card or another. And like I said, these modern cards, spectacular. They, they do all kind of tricks and they look really cool, reflective of the light. It's amazing. Really amazing stuff. So if you got the inside track, I'll let you boy. Let me know something. A lot of people are pissed with PSA though. If you go on the, the blogs or social media, People are pissed at the pricing because a lot of people have been priced out of the game. A lot of people do not have $50 per card to get it graded. And that's on the allocation. The next tier from that is $100 per card. If you've got to get a signature uh, authenticated on as well, and this is across the board because once PSA raised their prices, everybody else did. There's one company that still allows bulk at $15 a card, okay? But you got to do 100 cards to get that $15. That's $1,500, okay? So it's become, and it's evolving. It's evolving and it's changing. But it's it's not an any man's situation anymore. And sadly... Raw cards, meaning cards that are not graded or authenticated, are not fetching much. You can have a great card and might get two or three dollars for it. It has to be wildly popular or something for you to get any real significant value for it. So I'd like to see these guys. The game has, I mean, it's got to change somehow, or maybe it's here to stay like this. And only people are only going to submit. The best cards. But what's going to happen when, you know, that snowballs, right? Imagine, let's go down this path for a minute. Okay. So everyday guys that could afford five, 10, $20 a card to get it graded are out the game. So a lot of these lower cards, these PSA five, six, sevens, they're not in the game anymore. So then the market for the people that or budget-wise, or deep pockets, or collaborate with a group of investors, you know, the market gets flooded with perfection. Lots and lots of 10s, some 8s, some 9s, PSA 8s, PSA 9s, PSA 10s, and then all you have is all of these perfections. And because there's so many PSA 10s of this card out there, guess what happens? Guess what has happened? A PSA that might have been worth $1,500 is now selling for $200. So it's much more to get it graded and worth a lot less once you get it graded. So there's an imbalance here. And these card graders hold a lot of the leverage, a lot of the power because We're not organized. We being the collectors, the buyers and sellers, the investors, 
we don't have a, a um a union, right? We don't have a a way to collaborate and shut them down because guess what would happen? Guess who would adjust their prices if their submissions fell 80%? Hmm? If everybody stopped submitting cards and put value only on raw cards. Now listen, listen. Yo PSA, BGS, SGC, all you graders out there, don't come after me. I'm not championing this cause. Okay? I am not even really suggesting this. What I'm saying is it would be nice to see some things change. I would imagine there's going to be a time when interest wanes again, where interest gets a little bit back to normal. But I don't know. This may never get back to normal, right? Where people had cards and weren't thinking about it because they were going about their lives. But now because there is the potential for you to get that $3,000 card, that $20,000 card, that $100,000 card, that Hogness Wagner, that $6.5 million card. But just do the math. Let's just say you flipping cards, right? You flipping cards, you buying them, getting them graded. So let's say you got $100 invested in the card and you sell it for $200. You're making $100 per card. Now, let's say you do 10 of those a day. It's $1,000 a day. Let's say you do that five days a week. Hmm? You do the math. It's money. It's lots of money. You can make a significantly good living like that. You got to be diligent, though. You got to be on your grind. And you got to keep it going. And I can tell you personally, listing cards for sale is a struggle. It can be done quickly and efficiently if you know what you're doing, but it's much better to have a staff of a dozen people if you're really heavy in the game doing nothing but researching and listing cards. You know, researching and submitting cards. And of course, there's services out there that'll do that for you. Hey, yo, shoot me your feedback. I got to know how you feel about this because I'm not the only one that feels like the game has changed and it's crazy. It's crazy. The prices for these grading and authentication services. But like I said, I understand both sides because if you run in that, what do you know? How, what do you do? What do you do? If you're overrunning, you know you cannot get this many cards graded ever. You don't want to lose your number one spot. You don't want to use your high ranking because, like I said, I've had 10 cards there for over a year now. And they are still in um, in the process. The, the stage they're at is research and ID, which is the second, the third step. You got arrived, the order prep, and research and ID. There's five more steps after that. 
But then again, like I said, I got those allocation cards. I got those back in 45 days. So clearly they haven't got it all worked out just yet. They ain't really fully caught up. And I've seen people like, well, why are you accepting allocation cards with 90-day guarantee turnarounds and you're still sitting on my cards from a year, year and a half ago? It's imperfect. It's imperfect. But I guess they try. I guess they try. But when you think of the money they must be making, because these little pieces of plastic encapsulations they don't cost that much money. And I'm sure they, they're definitely buying them in bulk. Right? So even if you were getting $10 a card to grade them back in the day, but now you're talking 50 to to $100 and you're getting hundreds of thousands of cards, these people are getting rich. Rich. So they don't want to lose this cash cow. But right now, the way I see it, I don't see them losing any of that anytime soon. Anytime soon. So if you're in the game, like I said, I want to hear from you. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Hit me up. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know how you feel about it. Let me know what's going on with you. And your collection, your investments. If you got a good source to buy, let me know. Reach out to me. AOPSA. I want to be a dealer, but I want the hookup. Reach out to me, PSA. I follow you on Instagram and Twitter. Matter of fact, I'm looking to get my allocation today for another 20 cards. Yes. I got about 30, 40 sitting with you right now. Looking forward to getting them back. One of them. Autograph LeBron card, baby. That's right. Can't wait to see the grade on that. I went went full full throttle on that. I got the autograph and the card graded on that one. Can't wait to get that one back. Just got the email the other day that the my package has arrived. Yes. This is a great thing. Uh, you know, it's a great hobby. It's exciting every day. You know, I acquire new stuff. I get stuff in the mail. I'm like, wow. Look at this. And I think about my son. He's young. He's not even a teenager yet. And I think in 20 years, what would this little piece of paper be worth? Assuming we're still here and we haven't like entered into World War III and it's not the Terminator world or the AI and the computers haven't gotten self-aware and, you know, nature hadn't destroyed us and climate change and all the others, the threats that we face. But a lot of my good cards... I need to get a bigger safe. I need a big, I need a safe. Like a fireproof, waterproof, asteroid-proof safe. Right? If you got one laying around, send it to me. I'll shoot me, shoot me an email. I'll shoot you my address. I may pay for the shipping, but maybe not because safes are very heavy. Maybe you local here in the Dallas Metroplex area. Let me know. I'm right here. I'm looking forward to, they got a uh, trade show coming up here. I forgot the name of it. These trade shows are very interesting to go to as well. What's your hobby? If you're not into sports cards and collectibles and Pokemon and Magic the Gathering and, and all of these kind of things and CGC and comic books. I didn't touch too much on comic books, but there's a lot of great comic books out there. Action Comics, 
number one, I believe. Amazing Fantasy, Spider-Man, number 15. If you got one of those laying around, you're rich. You're rich. That's right. Not the reprint, the original flavor. So look around. It's got Spider-Man swinging down. Yo, Amazing Fantasy, number 15. Action Comics. It's got a green car on the front. You might be rich. Check Grandpa's Collectibles. Huh? You might be sitting on some dough. But comic books are great. Um, those are much bigger slabs, of course. They're very, it's, it's a lot harder to really gauge how they will grade. You gotta have white pages in your comic book. Of course, no corners, no creases. Colors gotta be good. Uh, there's a lot, like I said, you know, going on there when you're submitting versus a sports car, which is, is pretty small. Gets you a nice little magnifier and, and you can really, you can really determine, you know, the centering, stuff like that, if it's good or not. Comic book's a little bit harder to do. But CGC is now, as of late, I guess a year, year and a half or so now, in, in the sports cards, into the um, Pokemon cards, hard, heavy, heavy in the Pokemon card game. They've, they've definitely taken some money out of PSA's pocket in that regard. They got a really nice slab, too. These slabs come in different little shapes. Some of them are stackable. Some of them are not. Like the GMA cards, they're, they're starting to make a name for themselves. Nice stackable, thin slab. So it's a very interesting time to be alive, as pretty much everybody has ever said when they're alive and the time that they're alive. But um, we're going space tourism. We're flying people to space stations. We are um, exploring the seas. We're doing a lot, but are we doing enough for each other? I digress. You know I digress all the time. But, yo, once again, this is about it for me on this particular episode. But, yo, PSA, reach out. BGS, reach out. SGC, reach out. GMA, DCS, KSA, all y'all graders, shoot me the deal. Let me know. Huh? I'm probably sitting, I'm not even going to lie. I'm literally sitting on somewhere between 500,000 and a million cards right now. I, that, that's, that is just a fact of the matter. I've got bins, like 27-gallon tote bins. I've got binders. I've got little smaller bins. I've got cardboard you know, boxes. I've got many, 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 many cards. And, and probably, I'd say probably 10,000 comic books as well. And different, really unique stuff. Recently picked up these full sheets of uncut cards. Like they got multiple Kobe's on them. Uh, oh man. You know, I just love collecting this stuff. I, I do. I, I mean, I got Ted Williams signed, you know, framed stuff. I got all kind of stuff. And always looking, looking for more. Looking to grow my collection. Looking to invest. Looking to sell as well. So fun times, fun hobby for me. I hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, once again, please support the show. Um, hit up the GoFundMe so I can get some better equipment. I'd really appreciate you. And happy collecting to all of you out there that are truly collectors at heart like myself. And that truly enjoy this hobby. 
this entrance because it is a fun, fun thing. I'm Mike, and this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. Unleashed.